You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 376, brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. I'm Scotty, and with me tonight are... Ben. And Eddie. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Marvel Legends X-Men 20th Anniversary Multipacks, and our discussion topic is the Marvel Legends San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Hellfire Club set. Toy dudes, it is the uh, terrible threesome once again. Hello. Yeah, and I mean that terrible. in the most platonic of ways. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I was, was looking more for something about terrible. I don't mind the threesome part. It's the terrible. The terrific part. threesome. <laughs> the, the the terrorizing. Th- oh, <laughs> okay, my lord. Well, Eddie, um, seeing as you know mm-hmm. you're you're open, um, how are you? What's been happening in Eddie World, and uh, what new toys have you acquired since last week? Spook. Uh, I'm very good. We, uh, I'm like you, Scotty, here in Victoria, where we're still just kind of ticking along the days mm-hmm. uh, in our uh, lockdown, which, uh, fingers crossed, um, will start to have some restrictions lifted uh, tomorrow as of recording this. Um, so yes, it's, it's mainly just been more uh, stuff at home. I have been uh, working with my theatre company, where I've recently been uh, added to the committee uh, of it's a bit of a, a step up on being all adultish and professional and dealing with government and all sorts of things there. So that, that's been a nice side project. And Ooh. I've had lots and lots of boxes and toys <laughs> and things that listeners are going to be far more interested in um, than me being on a committee. So uh, I've been on a big uh, Power Rangers Lightning Collection uh, kick. So finally finished off the Mighty Morphin team. Uh, so that is all done, which is kind of exciting now because they're sort of the main core uh, characters. Uh, they're the iconic ones that when you think of Power Rangers, they're the ones that are going to pop into most people's minds. So uh, considering, uh, for those who don't know, pretty much every year there's a new Power Rangers team. So Mighty Morphin's only one team of characters. So uh, there's lots of characters still to do and produce. So it's kind of exciting now since the series is very anthology-based, though. Um, chuck in four random characters from all different teams uh, each wave. So it, it's kind of cool now we know the ones that were always going to be coming. There was always a Mighty Morphin each wave. Uh, now we're going to be getting different things, uh, which is kind of cool. And uh, I also had, uh, they're starting to branch out more into the side characters. So uh, picked up Alpha 5 and Zordon, uh, for those who know. Uh, it's basically a robot and a giant head in a glass tube. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah, that, that was some interesting. <laughs> a bit different. Like uh, Zordon has zero points of articulation. Uh, probably the least articulated uh, large-scale figure um, that we've ever gotten from Hasbro. Uh, <laughs> also had some of the uh, GI Joe exclusives come in. So my Amazon Storm Shadow, my Pimp Daddy Destro, and I might have buckled and spent more than I should have, but uh, Beachhead's one of my favorite <laughs> what characters. You, what do you mean, might? What, what is this oh, might? Oh, yeah, I, I, I definitely. <laughs> that's right. That, that's the yeah. whole reason that we do this show, is to justify that's our right. our buckling. That's right. My, my justification was, one, for some reason, I don't know why someone would have done this so quickly, um, but hopefully they're in an okay situation. Um, but uh, someone had one up on Australian eBay. So I was just like, well, if it's on Australian eBay, I can use Afterpay. And then that way I can just convince myself <laughs> I only spent like $30 on it. 
Um, but it's just if I just forget the other three payments of thirty dollars that I uh, put down for it. So that yeah, is, that, that, that is excellent economics. Yeah, uh, that, that made sense in my mind. Um, click through and had uh, I've been talking about them a bit recently, but uh, two of my Super Seven uh, Ninja Turtles Ultimates, which are my spares. I got an extra of Raphael and an extra foot soldier. So my spares arrived before my main wave. So hilarious. Um, I've half of that wave uh, in um, and playing around with at the moment. Awesome. And uh, Mr. Ben, you've got a bit more freedom than the uh, rest of us uh, here on the panel tonight. So what have you been, you've been doing with your life and what have you been acquiring in the toy realm well um yeah a lot of the same stuff that eddie has talked about and all the stuff that we will be talking about on the show tonight it's been a uh, hasbro marathon uh but only in the star wars black and marvel Legends space so while those two have been coming in thick and fast and uh faster than my poor little fingers can type into my spreadsheet um <laughs> the gi joe stuff has been a consistent pain in the patootie um <laughs> so that's something that <laughs> i sort of growl my frustrations out to poor Eddie <laughs> in the middle of the day etc uh but in terms of making use of my non-iso time yeah you'd think i would but uh, unfortunately well let's just say in in our house um the sainted mrs shake and i are you know we're pretty lucky we we have pretty much the same kind of political views. Um, you know, we have the same kind of sort of level of fiscal responsibility, which I'd like to think is pretty good. We have the same kind of, you know, we, we agree in, in sort of child rearing and stuff like that. But the one big thing we disagree where we're on opposite ends of the spectrum is leftovers. And it is very, very unusual for Mrs. Shake to eat leftovers. In fact, it would have to be pretty impressive for her to have leftovers. And uh, second-day leftovers, absolutely not. doesn't matter what it is. Um, whereas my belief is uh, until the food in the fridge develops its own political affiliation and enters into a debate with me, it's fair game. <clears throat> That's called Peter Kreglin, but anyway, go, go on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I uh, unfortunately, you know, went went with went with my gut, as it's I guess you could say, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I paid the price. That price was about three and three days out of action. Oh, so, really? So, yes, from dodgy wiped, leftovers. Yes, it wiped what, out what my was entire it? weekend. So. What what was the leftovers? I got to know. Oh, it's a um, it's hard to describe. It's it's a a pesto pasta with chicken and chorizo uh, chicken. in it, and it's one of my all time favourites. And so when Mrs. Shake makes it, she doesn't just kind of use the big fry pan. She kind of gets out the, you know, the giant wok that I don't know. I always joke that it's like two meters across. Um, and she she doubles everything so that there's yep. always plenty. And normally, what I'll do is grab containers and I'll I'll sort of you know space it out in the containers and put them in the freezer for when I'm home you know working. But uh, in this particular case, yeah, tactical error. So mm-hmm. so other than that, and other than the toys, it's all been pretty quiet. What about you, Mister Scotty? Have you uh, ingested anything that you perhaps shouldn't have? Ah. <laughs> uh... Look, um, I no, I'd have to say I. It's funny you mentioned leftovers. I have in-laws, uh, like my wife's brother and uh, his wife, are both food technologists, and they, the oh, way yes. that they deal with 
stuff where we're like, oh, that's probably okay. They're like, no, it has to go. <laughs> so oh, they, see, that'll just ruin everything for me. Know, they take all yeah. the fun out of it. I know, I know. All the all the guesswork, and they're like, no, like you know, you, you have a block of cheese, and you think mm, that ends a little bit dodgy. I might cut it off. They just throw the whole thing in the bin. Um, so yeah, let yeah, them, I, yeah, I get me. I'm one of these people. I'm I am very much like uh, up to the use by date, and then it's it's even if it's on the day. That is oh, printed really? on the use by date. I'm like, oh, I, I, don't, oh, I don't trust it. Eddie, that's mm. no fun. No, I'll, I'll even drink yeah, milk I'm, days I'm after fresh, it expires. I will, I will go to the supermarket almost every day and buy uh, a small amount of fresh stuff. And I know bulk-wise it's probably not uh, economically the best, but, uh, yeah, I do. I understand. Really? Oh, man. I, I seriously go to the fridge and I'll uh, I'll grab a yogurt and I'll look at the expiry date and, like, today's the 17th and I'll go, expired on the 14th. Oh, yeah, still good. Yeah. Uh, no, can't do it. <laughs> no, so n- n- none of that I'm for fine me. Fine with leftovers, though, because I'm like, the leftover <laughs> will be eaten the next day. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. And me and Scotty um, had a disagreement because I'm – of the fan that uh, potato cakes or potato scallops, depending on what state you're in here in Australia, are best served cold the next day. And uh, people always disagree <laughs> with me, but they've never actually tried it. So because uh, it's gross to try it. Do you no. like it? So, no, 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 it's just, just no. big potato. You eat bags of potato chips; they're not warmed up or cooked. That's just potato oil and salt. It's not big, okay. Big please send your um. Your hate mail directly to Eddie at Eddie at Eddie is wrong dot com, and, <laughs> and he will he will send you some samples. Um, now I've had a I've had a a very interesting uh, fortnight since last week. Spoke of just celebrated a significant birthday, and for my birthday I have uh, got about uh, nearly five thousand dollars in vet bills between two dogs. Um, so yes, so our first dog. Uh, had a kind of small issue that was not cheap, but kind of normal expensive. And we were like, man, that's a bummer right before, you know, payday, etc. And then our younger dog ended up having to have emergency surgery because he had bladder stones, which I didn't even know were a thing. Oh, but oh my not. goodness, are they not? They are such a thing. And uh, he's made a b- brilliant recovery. He's really back to his normal hey. self. It was actually very scary. Um hey. Yes, but ow, ow for the dog, and ow for the heart, mm. and ow for the mm. wallet. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, I had so, one of those today, but yes, it's, it is scary. Yeah. It is scary, ow. yes. And uh, so we, we think our animals think that there's some sort of competition about who can be have the most <laughs> expensive vet bill this year, because we've already been through horse surgery, um, which thankfully, the horse, we have insurance for. So, um, but... Yeah, that was like, oh, right before a payday. Woohoo. Okay. But you know, <laughs> we made it. You watch all it. those potential pre orders just start to mm, evaporate. Uh, as, uh... Yes, yes. <laughs> but I had oh. a real, I have had a, a, a good fortnight collecting wise, as well as some of the things we're talking about um, tonight coming in. I've also done pretty well on the DC multiverse side between. Uh, my friends at Secret Headquarters and then a couple of other online spaces getting all the figures from the latest wave that's out here in Australia that I wanted. So figures like Devastator and Grim Knight and those, which Eddie and I will have to talk about it. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I, I got those in, except for Grim Knight. I'm still on the uh, hunt for. On the hunt, uh, yes. Well, actually, I, I, sh- I should say I've got one that I think is sitting aside for me, but I've got to kind of follow that up. So um, I may be on the hunt with you. 
Um, but yeah, so that was super fun. And then on the statue side, I'm continuing my deep and rapid fall down the Iron Studios uh, mm. rabbit hole. <laughs> um, and uh, Ben and I are actually working behind the scenes on a bit of a, a statue project. Um, and uh, we'll we'll tell you a little bit more about that shortly, but maybe a, a slightly different place to talk about um, statues in a bit more detail. So I'm saving them for that. Um, and also, as you know, I'm a big fan of the Tweeterhead Superpowers line. And one that of the current releases that I didn't have was Superman. The original release of that was uh, they had an issue with paint and also with the cape not fitting properly. And so they decided to just remake them and, and uh, you know, great, great um, on the, the company's behalf, essentially everybody who had purchased the original got a, a full replacement um, but I had, oh, cool. yeah, but I'd, I'd missed that because I had been getting them through pop culture when they came, um, and not really pre-ordering, just waiting until they came in. So I never had one and it's still sitting on pre-order at pop culture, but because of everything that's happened, um, with, I know with the Cape, et cetera, I was a bit nervous about actually pulling the trigger on that, thinking that they may or may not get them, but Twitter had put them back up on their website, uh, with the the extras of their replacement pieces at a really great price because they don't have the art box. It's just the styrofoam shipper, which I'm like, oh, that's fine with me. So, you know, I've been hovering over a couple of eBay uh, ones that would have been financially painful and just thinking, oh, I'll just wait and see if something happens. And something happened. So I feel like that was the um, birthday present from the universe so that was uh, very exciting and yeah i tell you what between my kind of normal level of acquisitions and then now everyone in our house essentially doing online shopping um we are are, the amount of cardboard that is in my garage right now is yes uh Mm, like unspeakable (laughs) and i i i I, I know i mentioned previously you know, I need I need some magic way to get rid of it, but like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, I'm like, no, no, it, it, it's definitely um, a universal thing at the moment because yeah. I, even just I'm finding because of everything going on, I'm doing a lot more local shopping, which means that sometimes I can't necessarily get whole waves. I'm buying the figures as they kind of pop up, so I'm getting like a in some cases like a whole box for just one figure out of a wave of seven. And then it's just they're often packed in with all the bubble wrap and all that sort of stuff, and it's just so much more than there <laughs> normally would be. I know. I'm trying to. I mean, we th- through various uh, flooring done some IKEA purchases right before the last lockdown, and that always creates a lot of cardboard. So we had a recent stash anyway, and then it's now like become. I just call it Mount Cardboard. Um, and, uh, I'm going to have to like invest a weekend in just getting in and properly breaking everything up and taking it somewhere once things open again. And I can, we can, cause we, as well as lots of stuff being just closed down. Good, good quality Stanley knife and just shred it. Yeah. We have a, but as well for people that, of the <laughs> recycling. Yeah, yeah. for people that may not you know, be aware because Eddie and I are in what I believe is the world's longest lockdown to this point. And as well as lockdown, we have a a travel restriction, 5K radius travel restriction. So I can't go to 
any place that I would normally go to to dispose of that. Um, very much looking forward to that. But yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all. Besides acquiring cardboard and toys and vet bills, um, I got that Superman uh, ordered as well, which I'm really, really excited about. So I'll be up to date with all the Tweeterhead releases. And I think with that, we probably need to get stuck in. We are trying to stay on top of Dream Marvel Legends in a timely way after kind of losing um, pace with it at the end of last year. And so what we're going to do in this episode is try and cover um, all of the X-Men related uh, pieces that have come out for the 20th anniversary um, on the comic side, uh, because Ben and I don't really collect the movie side, but Eddie might talk about some of the movie stuff at another uh, point. Um, but we will get started. We will take a short break and we'll come back and start talking about all of the Merry Mutants. Beware, the mutant seeking Sentinel. Target identified. Mutants apprehended. If you had ever felt neglected as a X-Men fan by Marvel Legends, then this year, while it has uh, done lots of mean things to us, it has certainly been kind to us in the Marvel Legends space, including some long-awaited characters or versions of characters, uh, which after waiting all this time, we've been made to buy other characters to go along with them in uh, sets of do and and so we are going to we're talking here just to kind of give you an idea about the Rogan Pyro Old Man Logan and Hawkeye two packs and then the Nimrat Nimrat the Nimrod Psylocke and Phantom X three pack which are the um, comic related X Men anniversary packs that have come out the the packaging for all these is similar so why don't we just chat about that briefly for all of them before we go in uh, first set thoughts on the the uh, packaging. Yeah, it's it's always interesting when they, they've been doing this for the last couple of years of these sort of stylized sets for an anniversary theme. You had the 10th anniversary of uh, MCU, the uh, 80 years of Marvel last year, and then uh, the 20th anniversary of X-Men this year that they've uh, themed both the comics and movies together. Um, so I did like that there is it, there does seem to be something special about these sets in the way they're designed. Uh, but we're not talking about the movie sets, but they've got, they, they clearly didn't have the actor likeness rights for the artwork. Um, so the movie sets are silhouettes and then these comic uh. ones, they have these beautiful painted images of, and the OCD in me just, I, it, it's a bit annoying. Like it doesn't quite match up or sink in. So it it is weird that it's a, kind of uniform design across like they have that same um kind of x pattern um on the tops and the side and that kind of lighty blue coloring ish um scan i know it slightly varies but that sort of look like it, it the, even just the placement of the title marvel legends and that is the same and where they have uh the profile images and that but yeah it's just weird having one being a black silhouette shape of the character and the other being these beautifully rendered um images yeah, I mean, I, I think that they've done a really nice job with the comic characters in terms of those, um, the, the, the art, etc. is, is, and if you were someone who leaves things in the, in the box, then I think, uh, very nice to, to hold on to. I don't have the movie ones, obviously, I can't compare. Um, and, and I would, you know, I think they're pretty collector friendly in terms of, um, you know, if you wanted to keep them and take the figures out to, 
have a look, but ultimately pop them back in the box. I don't think a problem with that. I really like the the uniform consistency. I had my um, Storm and Thunderbird and Rogue Pyro um, sets next to each other, and the dimensions are absolutely identical. So if you're looking at them from the top, uh, you wouldn't actually know which was which because the boxes are the exact same size and shape, which is really actually kind of nice for those in-box collectors. I mean, if you had, imagine, you know, four or five of these eventually all in a row, they would actually look quite spectacular. Um, yeah, and, I mean, they, they take up a lot of space. I don't know, I'm pretty impressed, you know, considering all the extras and the way they've managed to display all of the extras through that front window, they still actually take up quite a small amount of space compared to a single um, Diamond Select figure. So, um, yeah, I, I'm really impressed. I think the the Rogue one, the art is absolutely gorgeous. She looks fantastic. Um, she's my girl, and I, I think they it's a real credit. They they did a great job. Very good. Well, let's talk about the Rogue and Pyro set first, seeing as you know, Rogue is uh, your fave. Um, so, I first of all, these pairings and the the fact that these two figures, the the Rogue and Storm figures, which have been long awaited, you know, when we finally get them, getting them in these two packs, uh, what do you what do you think about that? That seemed really kind of odd to me. Yeah, I can't see any kind of logical pairing here. Um, well, it wasn't Rogue in? Oh, sure. I I, I could be missing, but was she, was she in the Freedom Force? Rogue was in the in the Brotherhood of Evil with with yeah, Pyro. I mean, there's yeah. there's a link there, but it's there's a link. But in terms, I mean, I'm sure they've probably crossed paths a few times, but uh, there's there's certainly no major storyline that puts them, you know, in the same spot together for something significant, you know, like Storm and Thunderbird. I I just think it's a yeah, it's an odd pairing. I think it was just an excuse to finally update Pyro because he is one of the the worst figures in terms of those horrible ball jointed hips and and that. So, <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about Rogue first. Uh, Rogue Yay. gets the Rogue get extra set of hands here. Although you know Pyro's obviously got more accessories, but Rogue also uh, two head treatments. Was packed with a weird smiling head, and then she also <laughs> weird snarling head. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on the the faces, Ben? Oh, look, I, I love it. I I mean, the first thing that I'm really quite impressed is they didn't go – I mean, I know, Scotty, you have a thing about um, Kitty Pride always having to come with Lockheed, and it's just mm-hmm. like, can she just get a break from the dragon? Yeah. Um, so I actually think it's nice that they haven't gone with the whole, you know, peeling the glove off, um, you know, skin touch hand. Yeah. They've just gone with a plain old rogue. This is her X-Men Legacy costume from when she was actually leading that team for quite a while. Um and, uh, and and I actually think the portraits are, are quite good. I was only saying to Eddie quite recently that Hasbro have really stepped up their game with the female characters and mm. whatever technology they're using. It's it's working. They they do look really good. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to finally get her in a costume other than the Jim Lee costume because oh, like she guess. really didn't didn't wear it that long, um at all. Like Rogue in a sort of green outfit is would would arguably be the longer running costume choice of her. I know she's had a couple of different uh, ones like the Chuck Austin era and that, but yeah, the green is sort of my more what I think of when uh, yeah. I think of Rogue. Uh, unfortunately with my snarling head, I got the uh, smeared lipstick variant on her teeth. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> 
It actually isn't too bad from a distance because it looks like she sort of had one of her teeth knocked out and she's sort of snarling and about <laughs> hey, determined you, to get you back Hey, you try putting fight, lipstick but... on while you're fighting bad guys. You know, it's hard. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, the up close you can sort of see all oh, there's a yeah, red smudge line coming down on her teeth there, which uh, is a what bit so things? mine's a smiling rogue. What I actually thought was quite interesting is when I was looking at the two portraits uh, and I was kind of pleased that the the non-angry one almost had almost, you know, a bit of a smirk to it. Um, it wasn't just a generic neutral expression. Um, and I was looking at the angry one. I thought, well, you know, why does she come with the angry hair? Like, does Rogue get that angry all the time that she's, you know, she needs that kind of portrait? But then I actually had a thought and I thought, well, what else can you really do? Like in yeah. a six-inch scale, what other kind of emotions do you want to kind of pull off when it comes to, to figures? So I thought, yeah, okay, like, yeah, I guess, you know, the angry You know what I wouldn't have heads, minded so. was a a short hair kind of first appearance version because with yeah. this with this costume, you could almost, you know, you you could almost kind of go, okay, that's my my first appearance rogue. It's not quite there, but it's it's close. Yeah, um, and and knowing some of the other things they've done in this, in like this line, particularly the X Men twentieth, not exactly having the right costume um, doesn't necessarily exclude you from getting an alternate head, which I'll no, uh, talk about no. a little bit later. Yeah, but I thought I thought that I would probably display the snarling just because I often enjoy action poses. But I I'm not sure if it's just the paint on mine, etc. But I think I've got a little bit of a googly eye um, on the on the left or something that just makes her look deranged as opposed to snarling. Um, so I I think I'm gonna go with 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 smiling um but i mean i this the sculpts are fantastic i love the what they've done and this is um pretty close to i mean it's you know we we were teased uh this figure many moons ago in the puck wave and then as a a variant variant to um Mm. emma and that never came out and so to finally get a version of that like the danny moonstar as well is obviously um great but i mean i i agree getting a something that isn't the jim lee um version is uh fantastic yeah and interesting that they updated the torso too because i think on the original prototype um for the emma frost to swap out she actually had the lowered zipper so she actually had um some uh some of her bust you know showing Uh, so she she actually had cleavage so they've updated that torso too Mm -hmm. uh she comes with fists and then you know ben's favorite hands the spell caramba just tragic and i'm like can't they just come with a neutral hand can't they do a female just a neutral hand like just you know one that looks like it could hold something or or just be kind of relaxed so it's kind of we i mean if you think about it with the character like say mary jane neither of these hands work um, no. You know, she's not about to get into a superhero fight, but she's not exactly, you know, casting a spell either. Mm. So yeah. they really need to get there. They need to lift their game. I, I'll, I'll save my hand rant for another figure, but um, <laughs> um, the uh, I think the sculpt overall is fantastic. The drapery on the bottom of her uh, skirt is um, brilliant. Uh, so you know, overall, a great figure, and obviously, your mileage may vary on paint. But anything else we want to say about Rogue before we move to her box mate? No, she's awesome. So, as Ben mentioned, uh, Pyro is an update from the Toy Biz uh, version and certainly a 
unneeded one from a yeah that the old pyro well i mean you know i think the old pyro actually has stood you know withstood the the as a good placeholder wait, waiting for this compared to something is this is definitely a, an improvement <laughs> yeah i i think he gets you actually didn't get that many kind of accurate x-men like aside from the major like magneto and apocalypse like mm. those sort of side villains because they kind of like avalanche and that came out in the X-Men classic line that had all weird future kibble strapped all over them and locked through. So he was kind of nice to get a comic version of, but yeah, he was uh, one that, you know, had, had flaws, particularly retrospectively looking back. And it was also, he was a part of that villain wave where some of those, he wasn't the worst one. I think Blackheart was the worst one, but he was in a lot of toy world shells for a very long time. Uh, warming those pegs. So, uh, was that the I think he's also got a, was that yeah, the, the crab yeah. onslaught build a figure wave. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he, he, I, I think some people still have a bit of trepidation about the character just because of uh, the amount of peg warming that that guy did. Well, I think for me, he probably ranks in the top five worst characters to stand up for me. Like my old pyro, just. I cannot get those ball jointed hips yeah, to work yeah, in such a way that he can ankle. stand firmly. Like I, it's as if <clears throat> it's as if they need to be rotated, and I, I can't actually get in there to rotate the ball joint to get it into the right sort of position. Like he just, yeah, he's an he's one of those ones who's actually leaning up against the guy behind him because um, I can't get him to stand up. So this is a great improvement. Um, he comes with two heads. He comes with uh, one smirky, one's evil smile. But- I, I was thinking the smirky one. If you were a customizer, you could almost turn into a speedball. Um, you know, with the the, the smile, the smiley one. You, yeah, you, you could yeah. almost customize that into similar. Um, well, I, I thought that's actually sorry. That, that's actually a really good point because I mean, we really have to consider reuse in in this space. And yeah. I mean, the thing that that really confused me with giving us two portraits that are almost identical is why they didn't give us a um, Simon Lasker. Um, switch out portrait so he's the new pyro um, who's actually a member of the x-men and his costume is really not that much different to the classic pyro so giving you that alternate head simon head would have given you two completely different characters so Hmm. it's a kind of an odd choice uh the he's got a, a really interesting uh, the the way that they've done his um, backpack and you call that cowl or it's the Ben what do you call the his neck? Oh, I don't, I don't know what that <laughs> collar pauldron. He's called Col- collar pauldron. 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 No, yes. No. Yeah. Yes. He's, he, do you mean the thing around his neck, the curious, yes. the chest plate? Curious yeah. type. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know yeah. what it is. They've yeah. obviously just made it up. So yeah, well, I mean, it's yes. quite quite a clever way to make a piece and and then ding buck um, underneath it. So uh, that's all done, uh, and then we get some human torch fireball hands to um, kind of you know demonstrate powers in a way that his don't actually really. Yeah, and again, I just I. I... I'm impressed at how well Hasbro can reuse a lot of this stuff. Like, you know, the the original kind of Scarlet Witch effects have been used to death and, um, you know, the bubble versions have been used to death and we just keep getting those same effects over and over again. And so, yep, throwing the the Human Torch ones in here is is fine. But don't you think it was time to just throw in a new effect? You know, I've seen um, there's a, uh, a Star Wars Boba Fett set 
and it comes with this really cool kind of stream of flames that you attach to the bottom of um, Boba Fett's jetpack, so that, and it acts as a stand. And I thought, you know, uh, you, you can include that in some way and, and give him that effect of really, you know, projecting flames. And I don't know, was it, was it really that hard to, you know, think outside the box a little bit, rummage through the boxes at Hasbro and see what they've got? <laughs> um, I, I just think this figure screams for some kind of kick-ass flame effect. And not, not these ones. <laughs> this guy looks like I, I was even disappointed that the, the points on his ejectors, um, the sculpt isn't quite the same size to even put the little blast effects that have been coming with like the Black Widow figure and the War mm. Machine figure, all that. Even something that so it's like a little flame just starting well, you could, to take. Actually, you could probably um, stick uh, pa- Paladin pa- Phantom X. Um, the the little uh, flames that come are in oh, his yeah, guns. That, that, you know, that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, but the, but they they don't really fit. You're right. Look, I mean, this is a great yeah. figure for for what it is. Yeah, I, it I'm is. very happy to have an updated pyro. That that means that um, an avalanche and uh, finally a destiny might might be uh, around at some point if we're in pyro. That, that's great. So fun. It's, it's such some, a weird pairing. It is, and and it's actually really nice to get. Uh, a figure done in these colours that's not horrible. Um, I mean, s- as soon as you see the announced, you know, yellows and reds, you just go, oh, this is going to be, you know, yellow painted over red and it's going to be really bad. But he's actually come up really well. Yeah, the paint on mine is brilliant. Mm. That's uh, yep. really good. Okay. Yep. Anything else we want to say about um, Pyro before we move on to the next set? Or Simon. Or Simon. Okay. So Storm and Thunderbird. Now, this is a pairing that makes... I guess more sense. Um, this again, the, the, the for this classic, you know, first appearance storm has been on the top of uh, everyone's you know wish list for ever and ever and ever. So to finally get that and have it done is great. Having it in a two pack, I don't know, but I, maybe maybe because these were like you know two packs and they often come with more accessories, etc. It was a way to throw more of that stuff in. So let's talk about storm first. Um, I, I think she's a yeah. No, they they've done well. There is a Australian customizer, Christina Cruz, who does amazing things with uh, female or re- really just long hair. Um, and I feel like Hasbro have mm-hmm. uh, been following her account because there's two instances we we're talking about tonight where they've really sort of taken her strand hair flow look, and uh, this alternate storm head's definitely one of them. Yep. Uh, it's interesting you said that because I actually thought the same thing. Um, <laughs> th- yeah, the uh, it, I mean, this it, it, interestingly, I somehow ended up with two of these just through um, over enthusiastic ordering. And oh, I've got to confess, I did the same thing with Rogan Pyro. Oh, yeah, I'm up. I'm up to four Deadpools and. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm really glad that I did because I mean, Storm comes with uh, two two heads, two different capes. And then uh, three sets of hand, and my I've had to kind of swapping within my two two packs uh, one set of everything that all has got paint because I one of mine had an issue with the flowing cape and the other with the the non flowing cape, so I've had to kind of do some oh. swapping around. I mean, and this of course is the yellow on black. Um, always challenging um, thing that you were just talking about, Ben. But yeah, I, I, and and also, 
uh, well, I had an issue with one of the Thunderbirds as well, so I was glad that I actually, you know, had a couple of these to kind of choose from in terms of what I'm going to kind of keep in my main collection and then what's going to go in my things I have still boxed because I thought they were so amazing but could also sell one. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, yeah, so look, this I, I think that this is you know, certainly worth the wait in terms of yeah. the the quality of this uh, figure, um, the 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 different you know cape options, the um, yes. beautiful beautiful head sculpts. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. The, the swap outs are fantastic. The fact that you can just do so much with this, with the six hands, two heads, two capes, um, you know, huge amount of options depending on how you want to display her. And I mean, this is the storm that I've always wanted. Uh, I've always enjoyed all of Storm's costumes. I, you know, I even dig the mohawk look. Um, but yeah. being a long, long time X Men fan, this is this is the one I was waiting on. You know, this is Dave Cockrum's little baby, and um, yeah, this is the one I just can't believe has taken so long. Um, you know, they, other costumes have come out, and people have gone, oh, you know, that's from the such and such era, or that such and such look. I'm like, is it? I don't even remember. You know, those particular storylines. I mean, to me, this is <laughs> this is the Definity Storm. She had this for for mm. two decades or something. Yep. So. Yep. Um, I'm I'm actually pretty chuffed, and those hands, those lightning hands, it's you know, um, take them as they are. It's it's nice to see something a bit different. Hundred percent. Any other storm thoughts? No, you guys have pretty much um, summed up uh, the thoughts. Like it is a character for me. We we have gotten a couple of times. So while this is my preferred look for her, um, similar to what Ben was saying, uh, I also found it hard to get too excited for this figure even though it was really well done just because it's like okay we we've gotten a lot of storms now and there's, there's still plenty on the x-men rosters uh to go but uh if, if they're going to give us a storm i'm glad it's this one yeah yeah for sure. and you know and i'm glad that when they finally come around um and then she's in a box with thunderbird which is a character that we haven't had a uh, inch figure of we've had war paths that could stand in as his older brother um and uh this is where my hand wrench for the episode yeah comes agreed. in um, because he comes <laughs> with uh no accessories and two holding things hands and yes. um th- and this is where I-, I honestly feel like someone is just a little bit asleep at the wheel about hands because it's not like uh, we don't have any fists that we could use so we've got you know but at this stage they've got everything at their disposal and it's someone just sitting and going hmm so what hands would go should go with this he doesn't come with any accessories he's a punching character let's give him fists how hard is that yeah no i i completely concur i mean I, th- I think the hard thing with with this choice by hasbro is i mean it, let's face facts nobody cares about thunderbird you can say what you <laughs> want you know <laughs> the, the, the guy came and went in a story that very few people read until later it's not like there were millions of people um buying x-men off the shelf and picked up x-men 94 or giant size x-men or whatever and just went oh my god this is just the greatest ever um you know those issues spread via word of mouth that you know x-men was exciting again and so by the time you know claremont and and cochran cranked up things on on x-men thunderbird was already gone 
You know, it's mm. not like he was around for 10 years and, and 100 issues or something like that. Um, and so to me, you know, this this is fan lip service. This is Hasbro going, look, you always bitch and complain that we don't complete teams. We're giving you the original uh, Storm so you can complete your giant size X-Men 1 um, lineup. You know, you guys are always complaining that we focus on characters from the animated series because, you know, people want to complete their, you know, animated series look or the blue team or the gold team or something. Well, you know, now we're paying attention to you older fans who want the original lineup. And, um, and, and you know, they found us a way to, to get this guy, and, and I think it works quite well. I mean, Thunderbird's also not a big guy. He's, I think he's only about six foot one or something like that. So, um, you know, I think this buck actually work, works quite well. I think the biggest letdown is, as you said, those hands. I mean, you know, his powers were basically, you know, he was a, an enhanced human. So he was, you know, he could lift a couple of tons. He was a bit faster. He had better durability than a normal human. But really that was it. He wasn't known for using weapons or, or anything. So, yeah, the, the oversight with the fists is really an odd one. Like, as you said, you know, how did they how did they miss that? Yes, yeah, and I, I do just think that it's someone's not really thinking about um, this stuff, and the the same as the spellcast. Um, I again because I had two of these, I had a, a, a way to compare, and I uh, the paint on both of them is good, but on one of them, one of his shoulder fringes was actually glued on a little bit low so you could actually see a little bit of skin tone in between the shoulder fish and the, the blue of it. so and unlike a lot of things that flop around all um that these glued on or or, or they're, they're really snug so I couldn't actually again I was chew um but annoyingly his are not stuck yeah I, I I think this whole figure like I'm I'd, I'd maybe think that I'm kind of the more apologist uh positive guy but this figure um is a bit of a a dad they, there wasn't a lot of thought as you mentioned that um his like tassel feeding on the book just don't fit properly at all um it's almost a waste of time trying to place them up and yeah. set them there because they're just going to pop down yeah. uh any second as, as you mentioned the hands as well. as well. um and well even the whole head doesn't fit on that buck properly it's, it's no awkward really isn't it yeah set it through and yeah yeah, like uh, giving him the windswept hair is probably nice from a figure sculptor point, which I imagine they were just doing the head and they had planned to reuse uh, the buck or maybe it was a different buck, but they didn't really plan it through enough to, you know, if he had slightly longer hair, maybe droop down, it might have hid that sort of yep. horrible neck jointedness with this yep. head or maybe, uh, you know, had the buck hole go a little bit deeper in, but I, I yeah. don't feel like they were too plussed on this guy so do you think you know is it a manufacturing error because this is well, this is the wonder man buck isn't it this is the uh yeah i believe simon so. williams wonder man which which from memory you know is actually a really good figure like it works for yeah. wonder man really really well so yeah so it's it's definitely something happening here with the whole neck peg that that throws it off like the buck is perfectly fine there's just some kind of well, except it's got the error hole. in the assembly. Except and, it's got and that the thing hole could in the back, which is You would mm. normally have, say, someone going to the factory in China and there with the test runs or that getting posted through rather quickly to make changes or whatnot, which in the world we're living in now might not have been able to happen at the beginning of the year to get these out sort of six months later. So it could be something that they normally would have fixed or worked in. Um, yeah. But it, this guy whether you know just they kind of ignored it and decided no one's really going to care so we're not going to put as much effort in <laughs> or if it was other factors 
Um, yeah, this well, guy, I think to, to Ben's point, because this is a figure that they're probably not going to repeat, it does just seem a shame to then kind of muff three a bit. It's fine. It's absolute for, you know, a Thunderbird or a giant size, but it's just those, those things. The hands, it's not so much like, oh my gosh, they mucked up Thunder, just like, why Why aren't they? Yeah. Anyway, I think we bitched about poor Thunder. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to go back and revisit our review of um, Forge and, and see which one of us actually went, hey, wouldn't the tassels on this Forge figure be great for a Thunderbird figure? Oh. <laughs> Was it you? Was it you? Is it you? I, d- I don't know. I just, I, I just, I, th- I often just see things like that and go, you know, you know how we often go. There'd be great reuse for such and such. There'd be great reuse for such and such. And then three years down the track, you know, that figure turns up, and it's like, hmm, I wonder if they reused it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if. They- um, well, sticking with the two packs, let's go to uh, one that I think doesn't have yet, or isn't um, that Eddie and I have, which is Old Man Logan and Hawkeye. So, Ben, you, this you're, is where you- I go on my hand. <laughs> oh, okay, excellent. And um, we're all we're all taking hand rent. I'll just preface the reason that I don't, I'm not buying this one is because I have the Mezco 112 Old Man Logan, who I think is fantastic. Uh, okay. um, I never got around to reviewing him, but um, he he's amazing. Um, you know, he's little. Uh, he works really, really well, and so I just don't feel the need to double up on a figure that I'm never going to display. I mean, I've already Fair got enough. an Old Man Logan Marvel Legends that. I'm yes. never going to display. So um, Hawkeye, I will be keeping an eye out on the secondary market for Loose because I actually really like the character. I really like the storyline. So, so yep, I'll be, be getting one half of the team eventually. Yeah, I I, I don't have the Mesco um, Old Man Logan, and I thought that this was a, a you know su- su- suitable upgrade from the uh, single-pack figure because he comes with three different heads and um, etc. Uh, that they this pack has got a lot of accessories between the two characters. Mm. What's your hand rent, Annie? So they've given him, uh, well, as you would sort of expect with a Wolverine figure, um, the, the claw hand, which I know we we kind of liked these claws when we first started getting them. Um, a while back, actually having kind of harder plastic claws that plugged in that were adjustable, unlike the sort of Toy Biz era early um, version ones. But they have developed better claws since then. You've got sort of the X-Force Wolverine and now the new movie claws that just look better. They they, uh. they fit in better. They just suit better. So it's it does feel like a bit of a step backwards going with these clawed hands. Okay. Uh, for him here when there are now better claws uh, out there. Uh, but for those who do know the story, uh, Old Man Logan actually doesn't really pop his claws for the vast majority uh, of it. So I was actually happy that they gave him uh, non-clawed hands to uh, put on uh, this time around, which they didn't with that single release one. Uh, but the sort of grabby hands that they gave him are really tiny. He's got little... Um, <laughs> tiny hands. It, it, it just looks very odd and doesn't <laughs> quite look right. So it's like mm. I, I would much prefer to display them with these hands, but they they just look little. Titchy, so titchy. How, how can they be so small on such a small figure? Like where, where do they come from? Where they belong to? You know, I don't know. I, Is there? A... I think I'm not too sure, but I I'm leaning to that they might be from like a movie figure or something. Right. They they do yeah. sort of have a slightly more realistic sculptor whereas the other sort of logan hands are a bit more beefy and chunky and i think it, it is partly due to his squat nature he's sort of a bit more unrealistic mm, proportions mm. that does make it seem um a little bit more uh not quite right 
the uh, the thing too, as well as them, you know, being, I mean, they look okay, but they are so much smaller than the claw hands, like so much obviously smaller than the claw hands. But also, they're they're such a weird, like you know, what is he meant to be doing? Like you know, tasting a peach? Is he like what? What is he? Or holding is something? Sculpting in the uh, baby Hulk that you can sort of ah. get it, so he's holding onto him. It's not. It it is a bit of a Jenga tower. You sort of want to set up your Logan first and then kind of place him in, but they they do sort of fit a little bit in there. But yeah, I don't know if this is one of those cases where, you know, sort of sculpting on computer now, it seems like good ideas picking these pieces up separately, but then when they combine, they don't sort of quite work. But as as much as I'm complaining here, um, he is a much better upgrade than that single packed uh, figure. This is much more iconic yeah. look for old man Logan. And the new head sculpt that they've given him uh, is much more accurate to the Steve McNiven uh, yeah. artwork and um, sort of design. Whereas that single pack head, which we do get again here, just didn't even for that old man Logan that they were going for from the Secret Wars event and the ongoing that sort of followed that when, afterwards. When he comes to the 616, yeah. Yeah, it, it even wasn't, it was kind of a little too old crabby man, like he looks like he's got no teeth <laughs> and he's kind of like hush mouth a, a bit, and that yeah. wasn't quite him either uh, on that one. So this this new head sculpt with the hat and that is uh, much better and much more iconic for me. So I, I, I do appreciate getting uh, oh yeah, that, I, the, I love the hat head sculpture. I think it's great. He looks so cringe. <laughs> but um, I, I think anyone would agree that uh, Hawkeye uh, is the standout here. He's oh, a uh, yeah. Yep. So uh, should we jump to him? Let's do it. So he is the new pinless buck uh, that uh, they were talking about. So he was the first sort of figure revealed with it, even though other ones have come out earlier than him, such like uh, the Punisher on the motorbike. Um, but yeah, it, it is amazing. I sort of forgot that he was this um, kind of new tooling design and playing around with him in the hand i was a bit like oh yeah something is very nice here like i'm really digging this figure and posing him in uh the bow out scenario and i i realized like oh yeah he's looking good because of those pins which i normally when they sort of announced this pinless tech i was sort of like oh the pins don't really bother me that much i'm used to him as a figure collector of many years but when you take him away even on that punisher figure which i have as well it, it really does help it does add that extra little Okay, it's, it's it's getting a little bit more realer. It's a, you know looking a bit more natural. Well, it doesn't take you out of the moment, like you know how terrible some of the Spider-Man ones look, where they've used red pins in his blue arms yeah. or something <laughs> like that. And you just yeah. go, really, really, that like it didn't occur to you to use a different color. I mean, that's just you know crazy. So yeah, I, I agree. I think it's fantastic, and this will probably give Hasbro an excuse to re-release everybody. <laughs> well, goes, I remember them is... talking on the um, Shrek DVD audio commentary, and this seems like a weird segue, but they were saying about how Shrek was the first animated film where the leaves and the trees moved in the background with wind naturally. And they're like, ah. you've probably never noticed in any animated film up to now that the leaves didn't move in the trees. But now that it's happening, people are, you know, they don't know what it is, but they're like, oh, something here looks a bit nicer mm, and we've progressed mm. a bit further, even though they, in their mind, they can't. So they just know something's a little bit more realistic. And I, it feels that way with this. This to me is one of those 
um, figures where it's not a character that I uh, have a particular interest in, but the figure is just amazing. Um, I, mm-hmm. I have it um, comes from, but the I, I can also see this being a real um, customizer, uh, pop- popular with customizers, just because of the amount of gear and all because uh, of the. It, you know, we don't get lots of these sort of male figures with the long hair and beard and that sort of thing that aren't Thor. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I just think this is brilliant. And his, uh, the, the, the bows that he comes with are also fantastic. Well, yeah, I reckon if you're not into the old man Logan storyline, this guy would still make a great whistler. Well, a lot of people have been doing that because if you've read the original Steve McNiven one, the the look with the um, the dark glasses is the one you're familiar with because he's blind, um, and so the the loose hair version, you know, people are putting that straight on a different buck and placing him next to Blade. Yep, mm. yep. No, it's 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 brilliant. Really, 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 uh, and uh, a really solid figure as well. I hadn't actually clocked the pinless stuff, so I've been distracted looking at this while you guys were talking it like oh yeah this is that thing which is really, nice. it's really cool it's um <laughs> it is, is worth noting so the just to be the nerdy comic booky person um the buck is him from the old man hawkeye storyline which is a prequel yep. to old man logan for those um that don't know so he had a slightly different huh. outfit in old man logan when he was blind and we have that alternate head here so you know kind of going into what i was saying earlier scotty about um it wouldn't be unprecedented to give a character uh, a head okay here i understand doesn't uh, uh quite suit but um yeah you've, you've got both the options uh there if you want it but uh and this is the other character too where it's like oh it, it once again looks a bit like that christina cruz uh hair a little bit going it does, on doesn't uh, it? yeah it's, younger look so you could probably even take the sunglass head and, and put it on a suit buck and paint it and make it ringo star yeah <laughs> that's hilarious it'd have to be shorter <laughs> for sure okay well that is the two packs done and so before we uh end this segment we three packed of course is <laughs> phantom x nimrod and psylocke which uh, was a amazon which uh was for me to get uh, I don't know if that was the yeah. case for, you know, yeah. like if I think we're a bit spoiled in Australia with some of the Amazon exclusives. No, I had no troubles picking this one up. In fact, I think most of us got it before a lot of our American brethren. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I think uh, this was maybe the first one I got out of these um, series. Mine took a while, actually. I think my, uh, look, uh, uh, mine seemed to ship and then because the post is doing very strange things, you know, in Australia in general, but in Victoria in particular. Mine was kind of teasing for a while, like, am I coming today? Am I not? But it finally arrived. <laughs> uh, it was one of those funny things where on the day that arrived when I went to the parcel locker, I had kind of not not given up, but just thought, oh, it's going to be, I just forget that. So it was a nice, like, oh, it's, it's that thing. Um, Nimrod is, I mean, this is a really interesting move of an oversized figure that, Really, you might have expected to be a builder figure, um, but coming in a, in a set like this, which I think is quite interesting. I I'm not going to rule out that we don't get a Nimrod builder figure in the future. Still, uh, well, I, I would actually be really impressed if we got some kind of um, you know standalone figure like they did with the Monster Venom and stuff like that, and they swap something out, like maybe you know a, a battle damaged arm or. Or something yeah, like that. I, I I could see him go in that sort of more pink style um, Nimrod mm. suit. Uh, 
than the white style. I think it's uh, awesome yeah. that you know the amount of stuff that this guy comes with because he's got a swap out head. Um, he's got his uh, like you know whatever his blasty are, which are pretty cool. He's got swap out head. Um, so they're really dragonfly wings gone all out. I just think it's absolutely yeah. I mean, the good thing about the Nimrod figure is that the two heads are you know two different representations of Nimrod. One is you know from the most recent storyline in the um. It was the powers of X, House of X kind of thing, where he plays a, a part in that. And, of course, the, the more kind of pinky, red-faced version is more that, that kind of classic. Um, and, and just as a you know, little background, uh, if you've been listening to you know, the podcast for any amount of time, you'll know that I'm a, a huge Rogue fan. And um, <laughs> as a what? wee lad, as a, a, a wee lad in a, in, a, in a time before young Eddie was born, I think 1985, <laughs> Um, yep. This wee lad read Uncanny X Men um, 194, where um, Nimrod wipes the floor with Juggernaut and then takes on the X Men, and um, he's basically only defeated when the X Men voluntarily let Rogue um, absorb all their powers, and so she takes on you know Wolverine's healing factor and Colossus armored form and Nightcrawler's teleportation ability, and um, you know that was back in when it was a big deal for Rogue to take powers. And, uh, yeah, basically, you know, defeats him. And I can remember sort of going, wow, you know, this chick is really awesome. And, yeah, that's where it kind of all started for me. I, I love the cover of that um, comic. The, mm, you know, mm. it's it's uh, because it's got, you know, that that happening where she's got Nightcrawler's powers and yeah, Colossus's powers. And, up. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it is the pinkier um nimrod like but like it mm, is mm. i i i love that uh th- that that cover and i know exactly what you're trying to um, yep. set it yep. cool um yeah look i uh, this is a, a very similarly to ben you know i was a kid reading um this when it came out and so um this i'm very excited for this and definitely the classic um face is the head is the one that i've uh popped on but yeah i'm i'm yeah. delighted he's huge yeah, he's a good size. I mean, he wasn't ginormous in the comics, so I think they've actually done, you know, quite a good job. Um, I, I don't know whether there's any potential reuse here later on. I mean, I was kind of looking at those legs and, you know, wondering whether that's the kind of legs that, I don't know, the super adaptoid would have or something. Um, but, yeah, plus um, I see, I was thinking some of the more out there war machines that they've done, mm, mm. Um, particularly around that sort of just after. Uh, yeah. Civil War kind of era when he was with yeah. the initiative and that could he? And I mean, look, you know, getting Nimrod, um, and obviously we're going to you know talk about the four pack, um, you know, the box set coming up. Uh, you know, over the years I've I've ranted and raved. Um, you know, I've been the grumpy old man in his rocking chair when you know we we get announcements at San Diego or, or New York Comic Con or something like that, and you know people are jumping up and down and are overexcited because of a new version of Wolverine or or something like that, and I'm like, you know, why can't we get some classic characters? And, you know, Nimrod was one of those ones that was always high on my list. You know, we're getting Bastion with the Sentinel, the HasLab Sentinel, and, I mean, you know, somehow Hasbro was still getting these characters out that, that, you know, were were at the height of their popularity 35 years ago. Um, So, you know, that's just a credit to them. I'm I'm calm and relaxed about it, I must say. You know what, looking at it? I would be shocked if they didn't uh, – you'd, you'd swap out a couple of little pieces here and there, but you could probably do a really good uh, comic Hulkbuster. Mm. Hmm. 
Yeah. Mm. He's actually not far off um, the the original classic Mandroid, the gold one. You know, mm. if you had a, a head, even, gold even, head even with a, a visor. A, a spider slayer you could possibly. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There we go. There we are. The job has been. This is a, a very interesting three-pack. I mean, obviously, you know, for me, Nimrod was was the go-for character, and, and it was unfortunate that, you know, I had to get the other two to, to go with it. But um, it, it's kind of an odd one that they've gone for an actual three-pack. Like, you know, we've got two packs with really big characters like Juggernaut and Colossus and, and you know, the Hulk and Wolverine pack, um, and they were all two packs. And so Phantom X I can kind of understand because he's actually quite hard to get now. Um, and, and I can see why people have been asking for an update because he had those horrendous ball-jointed yeah, hips as well. Yeah, and he's a terrible figure. That he's, he's a hard we, figure we to stand up. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I really, the, the, the disappointment with this one is is Psylocke. Like, I, you mm. know, this is a figure, this is a version that I never asked for. I was more than happy with the re-release uh, of Psylocke that we got not that long ago. So, you know, Hasbro, if you're listening, you know, this is the sort of thing where I'd rather you just dump her from the box set and lower the price. She uh, she was fan-demanded. I, I can, ugh, she, because it's, because it's the X-Force <laughs> outfit. She was because of that. Um, there was the San Diego one with uh, yes, Archangel yeah, I, Wolverine, yeah. and yeah, um, people have been on Hasbro to get another X Force Psylocke uh, out there to help them complete uh, that team, which is part of the reason why uh, Phantom X uh, is now also uh, worth so much. Is I, and this is funny. Like I remember reading X Force uh, off the shelves, and it wasn't even. Uh, the most popular X book. It was this sort of underground book that other people were reading. Yeah. Oh my god, you re- reading this? Checking this out? But it's they did something right because people love, people love it. Yeah, love it was it. good. Like, it was really it was good. good. I really enjoyed it. Series. It's one of my and it was one of the times as a massive debt. This this is going to shock people. Uh, there was a time where Deadpool was not a popular character. Um, and <laughs> a lot of people in comics actually hated uh, the character and found him annoying. And that was kind of the point where uh, I knew comic critics started to go like, oh, actually, this character can be interesting and have a bit of uh, depth to him and isn't just uh, because most people didn't read the main series. They just read him when he popped up in other people's series. And we're like, oh, he's kind of annoying. But, uh, yeah, they that was a lot of people's first exposure to, oh, okay, he, he can be an interesting uh, well-rounded character. Uh, so mm. I have a soft spot for the series myself, but it just amazes me that it was this weird kind of side popular comic. And now it's just like, uh, you, you know, you'd think it was one of the major achievements of uh, the X-World that was groundbreaking and blew the doors off sales-wise and all that. And, yeah, it's just they put him in black and white costumes, <laughs> seems to be. Yeah. <laughs> so so is this actually X-Force Phantom X or is this just an updated Phantom X? Like, I mean, he's got a black and white costume anyway, so... Yeah, it is. So the original version before X-Force was a much more white. He didn't really have uh, as much tiger striping going on uh, on his uh, outfit and obviously didn't have the X on his belt um, either. But particularly the was just pure white during the Morrison-y uh, which I, that was what I was kind of expecting to get um, if we were going to get another Phantom X was a more um, Morrison era. Uh, Phantom X. Okay. I mean, they do kind of go together because I mean, if yeah. you if you're reading the story, Cons- yeah, um, conspiracy time. I reckon these two were a two pack, and Nimrod yeah. was to be sort of a deluxe single pack, and Amazon were like, we want something exclusive as part of the you know retailer deals and that. 
that are going on. We've done yeah. well with these kind of bigger packs we want to, and Hasbro have taken what was probably going to be two releases and combined it into a... Yeah. Well, I mean, in the, the actual storyline, um, Psylocke was kind of, you know, was going out with Archangel and, and they were sort of... Um, you know, their relationship was, was very kind of hit and miss. And, and then, of course, you know, Phantom X starts hitting on on Betsy and, uh, yeah, you know, doing the, the whole French thing. And, you know, she finds him quite repugnant. And then over time, the relationship with Archangel sours and she starts going out with Phantom X. So, you know, there is actually a bit of a love yeah. triangle going on there. So that that fits quite well. And, but, and this is her outfit from the second half of the run when yes. uh, she was with it. So, yeah. Yep. That my yeah. my uh, I'm happy to have an update of Phantom X because I agree the original one is a horrible figure, um, but these stupid boot yeah <laughs> tops like they're Not just the best. worst thing that ever happened. And yeah. this guy he's got so much happening with the trench coat etc. That took me ages to be able to get this guy posed without one of those around his ankles. Like it just. Yeah. Ugh, I hate them. Remember when they, I, they first came out on Cyclops and we just went, yeah. what? This is just stupid. What? This is going to be awful. And I'm I really every subsequent figure just hasn't worked. Really conflicted at the moment. Like, do I just boil them up and rip these yeah. things off, even though that's not <laughs> necessarily like the way it was made. And I, I've, you know, left things. I'm not really one, one for even much minimal customizing, but this is, this is one that's like these things fucking piss me off. Sorry for my yeah. French, but yeah. I can't, like, every time I go to stand him up, he's yep. you sort of adjust him to stand and it, his cloak pushes on the back of him and they just, like, yep. drop down again and it's just, yeah. I love the little pew-pew uh, blasts out of his guns. I think those are, <laughs> like, so... John, so, get on so, that. <laughs> Yeah, John, yes. Um, but no, it's just like super fun. It's like, oh, you know, why, why did it take so long for these to become a thing? Because they're, I mean, they're they're pretty lost, obviously. They're, yeah. you know, the moment they fall off, the cat gets them and there's another $1,000 in vet bills. But um, the, the yeah, I think he's actually, besides those boot things, a pretty good figure. Um, Psylocke, I think, as a as a figure is pretty awful. Um, you know, just like from a, yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like her head is maybe a little bit too gore. You know, I don't know. It's just yeah. her, her 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 hips, uh, such big gaps. It's just it's not a great figure. It, it's really not. And I mean, I don't. You know, there's there's certain collectors I've seen. You know, who have fantastic um, X Force collections, and you know they've even gone so far as to customize the missing characters. And I, I think that's really great. Um, but. Yeah, gosh, you know, this is a, a it's a bit of a stretch. I mean, I, I don't know whether there's that much popularity. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, about the only thing I can think of is, you know, throwing it in your collection and using it as revanche or something like using the old one as some um, revanche and this is the updated Betsy or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, but look, it's, yeah, it's, it's an, it's a nice set and I think they've found a way to sort of sneak things in. I, I'm, just quite impressed with all the extras that we're getting. Some of these yes. figures are really coming tricked out with stuff. And if you go back to, you know, where, where every week we were talking about DC Universe classics, um, you know, you're actually grateful if a figure came with his staff or, you know, his yeah. cosmic yeah. rod or something and you got, you know, that one accessory. Yeah. You know, these, these figures, they're pimping them out, yeah. you know, sometimes with even, you know, you, you have a look at Danny Moonstar with the multiple heads. I mean, that's just astonishing that they're getting those figures to retail with so many packings. And one, one thing I have uh, been liking, just to jump back to those blast effects you're talking about, Scotty, they're starting to uh, use those ports on other figures. So like Cable 
Um, even though he doesn't come with the blast effects, you can put those blast effects in his gun. Um, they they fit in well there, and there's a couple of other ones that uh, have that matching um, uh, effect ports too. So it's even the interchangeability um, is getting better at uh, like just head swaps and pieces like that and move yeah. through, which makes it feel richer if you're buying everything. One nice thing I will say about Psylocke, just from a pack-in point of view, is you know really nice accessories, but also we got a a swap out fist for her, so that's you know more of the stuff that we need to see with these uh, figures is just posing in display options like that. So thank you for that. And yeah, but Nimrod, it's worth it. I mean, Nimrod's yeah. worth the the worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, love it. All right. Well, that is uh, the first section of this show done. We managed to um, go through eleven figures. No, maths is nine. <laughs> nine will do. Nine will do. Thanks. Yeah, I was an English teacher, just so you know. Uh, the <laughs> and everyone was grateful. And uh, we will take a very short break because there's not enough room on our desk to have all these figures out at once. And we will come back and we'll talk Hellfire Club. X-Men Origins Wolverine. It's all about the claws. Now the unstoppable power of Wolverine can be in your hands. With Clawsome Wolverine action figures, the bad guys are tough, but the claw-popping superhero Wolverine is the toughest there is. X-Men, Origins Wolverine action figures and vehicles. Well, to wrap up this show and talk about X-Men Marvel Legends for 2020, we have to wrap up with what has been, I think, one of the most anticipated sets, at least for me, for a while, and that is um, what would have been the San Diego Comic-Con 2020 exclusive had it gone ahead that we still get, which is the Hellfire Club uh, four-pack. And uh, before we talk about the figures themselves, just thoughts on finally getting uh, this and these characters, guys. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Shaw, I have I have bitched about him for years. When when people you know when they discuss you know reveals at San Diego and everything, it's like oh my god, this is just complete rubbish. When are we going to get? You know, some decent characters like Sebastian Shaw, and he's here now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, what do you complain about now? Oh, I've still got plenty to complain about. Yeah, I've, I've sure. got just yeah. like, you know, I've got filing cabinets full of topics. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, this is this is one that I always ask for, and Donald Pierce as well. So, I, I, look, I'm disappointed there's no mastermind, but, you know, you've got to take what you can get. I, I just think, I think it's magnificent. Yeah, that that is interesting because uh, mastermind, you know, to me is – uh, you know, so, um, so a character that I feel like we we would expect to see alongside these guys. Um, that I do hope that you know we see at some stage because it you know he's such an essential uh, Hellfire Club character. But yes. so, but for people that have been under uh, some kind of rock and don't know who is in this, uh, we've got Sebastian Shaw, Donald Pierce, uh, Emma Frost is the White Queen. And then uh, Jean Grey, Black Queen, with a Celine swap-out head. Huzzah! Huzzah! Mm. Um, so, packaging, because this the packaging itself oh. is uh, so I'm just... Gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> they they uh, do each, each year, the uh, San Diego designs. Like, it's just... It's it's part of the, the joy of getting it and opening it up. And, like, I kind of don't want to look at early reviews and things of the San Diego sets because they are just so beautiful. You sort of want the experience of opening it up yourself and finding um, all the little hidden Easter eggs and pieces. 
uh, attached to it that uh, like yeah they they're just works of art like you really want to annoy your non action figure friends and just be like look at this look at look at this mm, this uh, this mm. is art like this is this this is actually a really special set like i you know there's a lot of really popular stuff that marvel could target um for these kinds of box sets particularly with um you know you know i know like the hasbro team goes backwards and forwards with their contacts at marvel and and often marvel want to focus on whatever's kind of hot and in the comics um at that particular time which is why we get some of those you know really up-to-date characters um you know while we're waiting on classics um you know, but but this is a, a set that just harkens back to one of the greatest eras of comics ever, and and that was you know Claremont and Byrne um, working on X Men together, and um, obviously the Hellfire Club's been around for quite a long time now in the comics, but you know this really is that that period where those two guys were doing some of the best work ever, um, and you know look this is a this is a hard set. To sell, I mean, obviously, there's absolutely yep. nothing attractive um, here at retail. Like in a bricks and mortar store, how do you sell two chicks wearing bondage gear um, and, and two <laughs> guys wearing, you know, yeah. 18th century period clothing? Like there is nothing yeah, attractive. If, if you're thinking it from the point of the 40 year old um, target buyer at the convention, um, just there having a Hasbro person, you're like, oh no, he was the guy that Kevin Bacon played in a movie ten years ago. They, they all, mm. he'll say, I mean, trust me, he's popular. He's popular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and this is, you know, th- this is really accurate to to the stuff that was coming out at the time by Byrne and, and Claremont. And I mean, I, I don't know if people know, but the the Hellfire Club in the comics is actually based on a real kind of. Um, you know, there used to be these gentlemen's clubs and, and the Hellfire Club was actually the name of one of them, but the actual characters are, are based on um, a famous episode of the British Avengers TV show called A Touch of Brimstone um, where, um, uh, what's her name, um, Emma Peel Emma Peel and John Steed actually have to go um, undercover in infiltrate a, a secret society. Um, and all the members are basically dressed as these 18th century kind of, um, yeah, influence and, and whatnot. And all of the characters are named after characters from the like the TV shows. So I think um, oh, I'm trying to think of his his name. Um, like Sebastian Shaw was based on Robert Shaw. Yep. Uh, as, as for as example, and I think you know even Harry Leland, who was the the rotund guy who didn't last very long in the original hellfire club was based on orson wells who um if you look up some of the characters he has played the the name harry and leland comes up quite a bit so you know every one of these characters is drawn from that kind of period as you said emma peel emma frost that's where that's that's exactly right that's that's where they all came from sebastian shaw is in there as well um and apparently i'm i'm I think it was on a Blackman who played Emma Peel. Yeah. yeah. She, um, I, I don't know if this is true. I got this from a friend of the show, Larry Boxhill. So take it with a grain of salt. Um, but apparently she designed the, um, uh, her outfit for the episode, which is what the mm. black mm. outfit, um, is based yep. on. And her design has been used for a lot of comic characters over the years. Like she had a purple jumpsuit that's been used for the Katie Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's another one too that I'm blanking on, but yeah, a lot of um, comic artists uh, took a lot from that show. To... Yeah, and I mean you can look all this stuff up. Like, I mean, Donald Pierce was named after Donald Sutherland, who of course played Hawkeye Pierce in the Mash films. So, 
you know, there's there's direct references there. And I mean, it's a great episode to watch. You can really see the influence. And this set just jumps off the page. Like it's it's just absolutely, you know, stunning. I think that buck that they've used, I'm looking at it going, gosh, how are they ever going to get any reuse? Yep, okay, they could do Mastermind in a uh, in an upcoming X-Men wave. Um, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's right. But you know how we've talked about this in the past, that certain characters um, – remain exclusive to the box set you know we've talked about how um oh yeah I, sp- I spent all that money on a box set and then they just released three out of the four characters um individually anyway uh it'll be interesting to see sort of what what they can do here because i can't imagine um you know donald pierce coming out single carded but uh, but anyway I, well, I i could see them getting a sebastian shore out there um and what what they could potentially do is give you the the pierce head with the shore as maybe like a swap out to try and entice a couple of extra sales of uh that maybe but the bondage outfits i think is what's going to remain the exclusive of yes. this yeah. wave like i, I now, can't we, see that in retail. just to get us a little bit back on track we we got here from the packaging <laughs> and <laughs> sorry <laughs> so i just yes we are in love. Wander all over um, the place just before we before we get um back into the, the figures, I think it's just worth mentioning, um, as well as the the beautiful uh, box art with an internal um, then uh, flaps that you um, bring out that you where you see portraits of each the of the box, characters. Yeah. There's a portrait of the four of them. When you turn that over, there is a a envelope um, stuck to the back of that uh, that you pull out that has got a letter in it that is your invitation to join the hellfire club mm, it mm. is absolutely stunning like i the book of ashanti in terms of the the box sets to me is still i think my favorite just from the the point of view of just the the presentation and the feel of that but this is j- just as stunning it's really um, amazing and that that letter the envelope and letter like when i first looked at it i was like oh this almost looks like it comes off and i'm like oh it does it's an actual thing <laughs> it's just you know it's just it's really, yeah, it's really yeah. quite, quite amazing. And, and the fact that they can still come up with something that thrills us every year. Like, I, yes. as a Thor fan, I thought the Thor box set was just astonishing. The one that had Boar uh, mm. in it, they did such a great job, you know, yep. with that. And and to still be able to wow us um, year after year, I think, you know, the Defenders Subway was the, the you know, the biggest butt bow, you know, for me in a while. And, and they certainly yes. make up for it with this one. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Okay, now we can try the figures. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes. So now, just to your point before, I mean, I agree. I think that the the uh, ladies here are things that had to be an exclusive because that's a really hard, you know, sell to your retail buyer to say, "Oh, mom and de- mom and pop buyers are going to love this. <laughs> they'll, they'll buy that for little Johnny in a heartbeat." Now, you know, yeah, so, so, so. if you look at someone like Emma Frost, and you know, there's a lot of skin showing. You know, what about if the skin color was actually diamond? True. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, when, was that? I I would think that potentially Hasbro would still be nervous about mm. that since the last one was like a, a, a stinky step peg warmer oh, by a, an, an insane degree. Um, that was also company, an company, ugly figure. Yeah, but, co- figure. but the company levels tend to worry about things like that when they haven't done well um, in the past. Yeah, uh, there can be un, unreasonable um, concern if something uh, has been a strong peg warmer to getting it um, 
out there I mean, again they, on that. They've actually done, I think this is a really smart set from the point of view of that there's actually a fair bit of reuse between you know, yeah. each of the male and female um, uh, characters. The, the, the men are basically the same um, mold with different paint and yep. And, and head sculpts. Um, yep. So, you know, that for, for having to do something like that, which may or may not get a, a lot of re- reuse, at least they got these two characters out of it. Because, of course, the other um, Sebastian Shaw, you know, that you could get is a shirtless one, um, which yep, he you know, did, did, did quite a, a bit of that back in his day, very astute in some... Oh, I, um, I love the character. I think he's... Yeah. I mean, did you guys read... Oh, it was probably a couple of years ago now where they, they had Shaw captured and they were transporting him in the plane and he um, he managed to get loose and Emma kind of freaked out and went, like, don't let him, and then he just leaps out of the plane and he's basically plummeting to the ground and he's just got his arms folded with this huge grin on his face. Uh, <laughs> of course, what does he do? You know, he hits the... You know, he hits the um the ground at whatever it is, you know, nine point eight meters a second squared or whatever it is, and uh, you know, obviously absorbs all the energy from that hit. And uh, yeah, I, I just I think he's a great, great, great character. I mean, he's like a definitive villain. Oh, I I weirdly remember him from uh, a little mini event before a big event called Endangered Species, where uh, mutants were dying out, and it's just Hank and him having a conversation in a graveyard. Um, at a mutant that had just died. And, um, yeah, so it really, really gave me uh, a, a great look at, like, oh, this character's got more going on than just, you know, he's not just I want to conquer the world and rule type thing. He's a yeah, yeah. a weird uh, multidimensional uh, villain mm. and they're often the most but, interesting. But, of course, he's actually um, quite prominent in the current X-Men titles. He's He's actually back to being the Black King and starting to manipulate things behind the scenes. So it's um, it's good timing. So, you know, in terms of the choices that they make, it's nice that, um, you know, we didn't get him in some sort of really modern updated costume. You know, he's he doesn't have sort of a recognisable mask or anything like that. So um, it's mm-hmm. nice getting him in this classic look. Uh, for those who don't realise, uh, the other San Diego set was the Logan two-pack from uh, the film Logan, uh, and the villain in that film, uh, Donald, is this Donald, Donald Pierce uh, from the mm-hmm. Reavers. So it, there's even sort of a, you know, even though one's movie and one's comic, uh, it was kind of a nice little tie there that, oh, even these two sets are kind of mm. connected in a way. And weirdly, he was probably the one I was most excited for out of the set because I sort of knew at some point they're going to get to a Sebastian Shaw. There's yeah. an Emma Frost out there already. There's God knows how many genes out there and there, there is even it's not a great figure it's based on that horrible emma queen but there is a black queen uh out there um as celine's a nice wild card but donald oh, i think she's great the, yeah, yeah. She, she's um, currently the villain in captain america yeah um but yeah donald pierce was uh he he's a favorite villain of mine um and he's to me always been one of the more interesting ones uh from the hellfire club and he's sort of almost mini um, archness between Sebastian and him um, for power over it uh, is um, always been some of the stories that I've read. So uh, I was excited to have him and be like, okay, they they they're getting to him uh, as well and giving him his Reaver robot hands. Uh, even though I don't think he ever really, uh, I think he had one hand maybe at a point. Uh, Wolverine chopped off. I might be. Oh, yeah, he, that, that goes way back. The the yeah, um, yeah. bionic stuff goes way back. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So yeah. Having that uh, included there with him uh, is great as well, and that helps make him a little bit. I've 
I'm displaying mine with a with a robot hand just to distinguish him a bit more from uh, Shaw. Yeah, well, that's right. I think that's that's a really cool choice. Um, lots of really groovy sort of pack-ins as well. Uh, I mean, obviously, my favourite out of all of this has got to be the the Selena, um, you know, the, the the Black Queen sort of swap out head. So. Um, as I said, she's currently the the villain in uh, Captain America, and they're really sort of focusing and concentrating on that thing where she's the sort of the energy vampire, um, much like what's his name from <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, and is she so. the Black Queen? In, is she still the Black Queen in Captain America? Or uh, well, she's not the Black Queen of the Hell. She's just ref- I mean that we know who she is, and she's referred to as you know Selena. But the the Hellfire Club doesn't kind of exist in the in the, the current sort of X-Men storylines okay. cuz all of them are on Krakoa um you know doing their thing it's it's mainly they've kind of revamped it a bit so yeah um, I, the Hellfire Club went in a weird direction with like that it was like yeah. the ch- children of the mem- like literal children like they were like 7 and 8 you know, year old kids yeah they were like, yeah Wolverine and the yeah. X-Men kind of run they were like too old I, at 10 yeah I don't think it's ever been reestablished quite okay right now yeah. we're we're doing a great job of talking about Comics, we're not Comics. doing a great job of talking about action figures because <laughs> um, we're um, too excited. So I'm just going to try and pull us back into line a little bit. Um, the the just from a, I think that the female have got some prettiest, nicest female head sculpt Marvel. Um, you yeah. know, they, if you go back to the Toy Biz days, where it was so good, <laughs> um, and nightmarish, uh, yeah, like terrible. And uh, Hasbro has improved and improved on that, but these two and the Emma in particular um, is just gorgeous. Like the paint, um, as, as well as the sculpt, they've just done a, a brilliant job. I, I think they've done yeah. a really good good job too with the um, the, the the paint. You know, overall, it, it's real. There's some lovely yeah. textural feels. I think that's yeah. brilliant. I love the fact that their cloaks uh, or their capes are completely different. Like Emma's got that sort of true. Um, you know, the fur, fur top sort of cape and, um, you know, Selena's got sort of the nice little kind of, you know, um, rose clip, um, almost a, a tribute to the, you know, the, the one they did back in the day. So the fact that they just didn't do reuse, they could have easily, you know, duplicated either one of these, but the fact that they've um, done the two different ones. And, and this one on Emma is new, isn't it? I haven't seen I don't recall seeing this on anybody. Okay. Uh, the cape, no. Yeah. No, so, so that's new. yeah, the, the heads from um, the recent Walgreens Emma um, figure that's low and slightly recolored, but yeah, no, I don't think yeah. the capes been used either. So that that could be reused for the females is uh, the capes. But my one negative is with the females, and it's my swapping the Jean head for the Celine to try out was the peg didn't feel super solid for me. I ended up doing a bit of a heat and boil and swapping them back and forth a couple of times to loosen up the uh, joint because I just didn't really trust putting much pressure on her thin uh, net peg. So I don't know if that was mm. just mine or you guys had sort of a similar. No, uh, I haven't swapped them over yet. My, I haven't taken anybody out of the box yet. I didn't have trouble. I, I, to me, you know, this is going to be a Celine more, more than a than a Jean Grey in terms of just filling a space in the universe yeah, building. Yeah. And I, I didn't have trouble putting the Celine head on, so it mightn't be universal. Um, but yeah, I haven't had to boil anything for quite a while. I'll never forget the first time that I had to try and explain to my wife why I needed to boil a little pot of water and put a toy in it. <laughs> 
She's like, what? what you know, what's hap- What's happening? My wife's used little, to it now. Little uh, behind the scenes, I've actually found the best thing is um, a little um, stone and mortar bowl because um, it's it's like the nice, perfect depth to just put a little bit of boiling water in um, that it will sort of cover the amount of a figure's head or arm or leg, but you don't necessarily have to dunk the whole figure in or you can mm. kind of control <laughs> and dust. And it's usually thick enough that there's a little bit of an edge around the side to rest things without it um, tipping the bowl over. Or Do you mean a mortar uh, and pestle? Yeah, mortar and pestle, sorry. Okay, got it, um, yes. And, uh, yeah, that seems to be sort of the perfect shaped, heavy, weighted Mm. bowl um, to deal with hot boiling water and placing figures and resting them there for little periods or um, swap throughs. So, uh, yeah, if you see one of those cheap in like a $2 home store or something like that, it's a perfect (laughs) action figure repair. So this does come with a um, quite a few accessories. We've got uh, Magneto's helmet. Um, I was going to mention before that in the art that sits at the back of the figure tray, there actually is a mastermind portrait in that. So at least you got, you know, kind of name checked, face checked <laughs> in that regard. Um, but we mm, get a Magneto's mm. helmet. We get a, is that like a Wolverine cowl or what? It is. It's from that yep. famous scene where Wolverine's got to come to the rescue and he basically jumps a, a whole bunch of Hellfire Club goons. Speaking of which. Oh, yes. <laughs> You got one of those two, did you? I was going to brag. <laughs> oh no, I just think it was great timing by Hasbro. That was completely unannounced to to release um, the Hellfire Club goons via Hasbro Pulse. It was a, a great opportunity to sort of build those guys up because, of course, um, if you read the the storyline, you know Wolverines. There's that famous scene where Wolverines in, in the, pressed against the the sort of the exposed beams of a, of a ceiling and he's um, holding himself up as the goons all go underneath and he, he drops down and pops his claws and begins to shred these guys and um, a couple of them actually manage to survive and, of course, famously go on to become Reese and, and the other guys from the Reavers. Now it's my turn. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Gene wins in the extra hands department. Um, it's quite, yeah, quite interesting because yeah. they, they pop, pop them all in one um, space, which I think is prettier. Um, but it's quite interesting. We, we get uh, you know, she's packaged with spellcasting hands, but then we get fists and uh, then another hand to hold the whip that she comes with. Um, yeah, Emma, we get spellcasting hands and then um, fists. Uh, and oh my gosh, I think we get four hands for Jean. That's crazy. Um, we get a, a fist option for either of the guys, I guess. And it could work for, for both of them, as yeah. well as r- robot hands for Donald uh, Pierce and um, a, a couple of weapons as well. We get uh, also a book. Is that a... Ben, what, what issue is that? <laughs> I could there. I assume it's their, it's their charter or something oh, like that. Oh, come on. Or, or You're saying, uh, oh, actually, yeah. actually, that book is only one foot tall in I, the comics. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, issue 128 where... Oh. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like they include... I, I don't remember a, a book ever having... A prominence in the hellfire neither do i no uh, no it's 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 a, it's a deep cut if it is a reference my this i actually have a little bit of a problem with the book that is a major nitpick i know this isn't uh bad in the grand scheme of things at all but this is the book that comes with the gray beast and it's clear that they made this book for the gray beast 
and didn't really think about using it elsewhere. But then it was <laughs> like, oh, well, we've got a book sculpt now. We can use this for Doom and Doctor Strange and the Hellfire Club and all this. But the, it's math homework on the inside, and that just doesn't really suit all these things. And you can also see where to hold the book, there's the massive thumbprint that you would put oh, uh, Beast's hands mm. in and connect mm. in with it and is... grab. And it's, yeah, wow. not like he, Beast holds this perfectly, but yeah, other characters <sighs> struggle a bit. But it you seems just like. You ruined this whole set for me, stuff. Eddie. It's because I've got the grey beast and you get the book with him and it's just like yeah, it's yeah, the exact yeah. same thing. It just has that print. But I had it's, not um, noticed yeah. that at all. Yeah. That it's so funny that even the little dent to, for him to hold it is – well, I suppose it, you know, it means that they can hold it. Mm. If, you know, if you can't, good, like, it seems like you might be able to swap the pages out of the tooling sculpt. They might be different yeah. pages. Like it would be nice if they made up some different pages or something if they're going to keep reusing this because, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like, you know, physics for spells or something. Who knows? Yeah. Well, look, I think we've geeked out all over the place here. It's been quite a chore keeping you guys on track um, to talk about these. (laughs) It's our pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's that's all the fun. Um, They they really are. I I still, you know, yes, certainly just think I cannot believe. I can't believe this. Yeah, and it, it just it just conjures you know these these images of what what else could be. I mean, you know, is it really that much to ask for a Star Jammers, you know, set next year? Surely there's enough parts now that they could do Chod, you know, based on assorted abomination bits and whatnot. I mean, uh, you know, your, your main new thing is probably going to be Sikorsky um, because he's a giant dragonfly, but. Um, well, you've you know, got to be able the, to knock um, Hepzibah tail now for Squirrel Girl. Surely that's well. That a, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we can review Squirrel Girl and go. This would make a great Hepzibah. Um, But really, they they must have most of what they need to do that. And and they're obviously characters that probably don't have much prominence at you know bricks and mortar retail. So um, you know, so we're we going to get them. Are we going to get the the classic Guardians of the Galaxy? Like it's just woohoo! Um, Brilliant. Well, gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure talking all things Marvel Legends Marvel with you. Any final thoughts on this or anything else before we say bye-byes? Keep it up! It's been great fun, gentlemen. Uh, If you uh, would like to tell us what you think about all of this stuff, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. You can find us on Facebook, Action Figure Blues, Instagram, Action Figure Blues, on Twitter, at AFBlues. Uh, and we're not on Snapchat or TikTok because we're not cool enough. Um, we are, although my, I actually, I've got TikTok now. It's very exciting. Um, I follow two people, uh, and and it's you know because because uh, are my they children... members of the Chinese government. Uh, no, 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 because my children made me. <laughs> what was that Monty Python response? <laughs> no, there's a guy who actually lives. There's a guy who actually lives in Melbourne who does these hysterical videos where he's watching paint uh, cans be mixed, like all the colors go into the paint, and he's guessing what it's going to be, like what the color is going to turn out as. And he's just absolutely hilarious. So worth getting on talk for. But we're not there. But you will find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you would like to find some like-minded collectors and chat with us, you can join our Facebook community, Action Figure Blues Collector Community, which is a great group of people. And we would love to see you there. And otherwise, we will talk to you next time. Yeah. Good journey. (laughs) Next time. Good night, nerds. 
The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mark's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Oh, you too. I meant to say. <laughs> that was like herding cats. I'm like, <laughs> and page <like>, 17. <laughs> see that John Byrne moved away from his classic four panels per page format. Yeah. You know, if this was a Legion of Superheroes set, it would be, well, this was the five year later run. Yes, <laughs>